0: Hello and welcome to episode 96 of Constructed Comics, a podcast building stories one page and one panel at a time. On this episode, we have an interview with Peterson Oliveira. Peterson is currently running a Kickstarter for the Angel of Sad Hill. Uh, this is Matt, and I'm joined by Constructing Comics co-host Noah. Hey there, Peterson. Thanks so much for for joining us. Why don't you start us off with a brief bio about yourself and uh, some of the comics that you make, and then we'll take
1: a deep dive into this this Kickstarter. Okay, well, i uh, just like to say thank you, uh, Matt and Noah, for having me. Um, it's great to be here and talking to you guys about comics. Um, yeah, so my name is Peterson, and I, I'm from Brazil. I grew up in Brazil, and I moved here, and uh, I've been drawing since I was four years old. I went to the Kubert School of Graphic Arts. That's where I learned to do comics. And I've worked on projects like uh, The Adventures from My World, which is a, uh, an anthology of uh, special needs siblings. So it's like this little girl, she wrote a story, uh, how it feels to have uh, a sister in the spectrum of autism. Um, I've worked on projects like uh, Threads of Jericho. These are all like independent um, writers uh, that I worked for. Um, I worked for uh, Full Mag. It's a uh, a veteran's uh, story that they take the story from veterans from whatever time wars and they make it into comics that's one of the most recent ones. And, um, and I think I'm doing volume two right now for that. So it's just, uh, I just been doing a couple of jobs, you know, here and there, um, and plus commissions and, and you know, pin designs and, and button designs like that that you see on my Instagram. Yeah. I love your pin designs. but I think that, that rocket raccoon pin
2: design was like, I need him on the podcast. Uh, yeah. So as soon as I saw that, I, I needed to have you. I've, I've been a fan of your art just from Instagram, mostly. Um, Thanks, man. Yeah. 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 And, uh, but I wanted to know, is this, is Angel of Sad Hill your first time writing and drawing a comic?
1: It is. um, It's not the first time of me doing both of those things. It is the first time where I've actually created the whole story and I'm working on issue by issue by issue. And, so it's it is the first time where I'm completely you know doing it. It's not just like a two page or a four page anthology or, or anything like that. So, it is and it isn't. So yeah, it's the first time I'm actually doing a f- issues. You know, like the for the first issue is like thirty one, thirty two pages. Oh, that's nice. Yeah, that's a nice size. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and it, it you know it, it took me a while, and then you know the second issue I think is going to be like twenty four. So yeah, it's it's a fun one. Yeah, so it's the first time i've i've actually you know written a whole issue like that that's very cool
2: and mm-hmm. uh i guess uh, the, my next question involves sorry taking a couple steps back to the kubert school um mm-hmm. was that something like how did you end up there did you go to art school first and then end up at the kubert school or were you
1: just like i want to go into comics this is where i'm going to get the best education um i definitely wanted to go into comics when i was in high school i heard about the kubert school but it, it at that point, it wasn't a possibility. Uh-huh. Um, and then years later, you know, I, I got married, you know, I wasn't thinking about doing comics and I was just kind of like working jobs and, you know, saving money and, and stuff like that. And, and my wife was like, you know, she, she told me, do you want to start doing some kind of like, um, some kind of course, you know, so you can, you're not just working these dead end jobs. And I was just looking through like some pamphlets over the, the community college and, um, and she saw that I wasn't really into it. And she's like, well, what would you like to do? And I was like, well, <laughs> there's this comic book school that I, that I heard when I was in, you know, in high school and I would like to do that. And, you know, she was just like, let's go. And I was like, it's wow. in Jersey. And she's like, let's do it. You know? <laughs> <laughs> All right. So Sorry. that was that that started my uh, my my venture you know and it's like a three-year program it's very intense right. it's 10 classes per week so two wow. classes a day um and i was i was working uh, at starbucks at the time so i would go to school in the day and then close starbucks at night time i was a barista and it, yeah it, i you know i had some panic attack during my second year but i learned how to manage my time real quick wow that's intense <laughs> Yeah.
0: So it was uh, it was hearing about the Cubert School. It wasn't the uh, the two kids with the portfolio that are that's always been in all the comics where they're like falling off the cliff and they're like, (laughs) "I've got into the Cubert School. Now what?" No,
1: no, it wasn't. I wasn't even reading a comic book. What I did was I googled like something like comic book schools, Mm -hmm. and that one came up. And and back then, like the uh, the website was completely different. It was like very 70s looking you know and it but it, it had a lot of uh illustrations you know and i was like oh wow it, it exists you know <laughs> and uh and i was and i'm not the only one that found it that way because like people from all over the world when i got there like guys from israel brazil um you know mexico everywhere that's how they kind of like searched it you know they went to google and they're like is there a comic book school out there and they they got to it that way
0: and is there like a uh, like a portfolio review before you, uh, you 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 get accepted before you before you get in?
1: There there is, but they're really not that strict. You know, okay. I was I was worried about it. You know, I was like, oh, is my art gonna be good enough? You know, as long as they can talk to you on their phone and see that you're you know you're a functioning human being and you can kind of draw. You're, you can get in. So it's, it's not okay. really that intense to get in there, but it, it is intense to stay there. Like the dropout rate there is really, really high. You know, nice. it's the one place where you go that you find out that you don't want to do comics. <laughs> That's, you know, like everybody, the, like every week, you know, it's like uh Fernando He's one of the teachers. He was telling us like every week is like, you know, Vietnam, you turn around and it's like, where's, where's Billy? <laughs> <laughs> He's gone. Like you never hear from these people ever again. Um, But, you know, other than that, it was a very fun, fun period in my life. Very intense. Very fun. You know, learned a whole lot.
2: Yeah. Not to get too off track. Did you ever run into um, Giovanni Valletta while you were there?
1: Yeah. He was my teacher in, uh, let's see, my second year. He taught me. uh, Oh, gosh. The classes just kind of like blend together. But no, he was. Yes, I did. He uh, he was my teacher. He's a cool guy. Yeah, he's a cool guy.
2: Uh, i I've, I've had i have two of his original art pages and i got a commission from him and i've corresponded with him back and forth every once in a while but yeah he's a very cool guy yeah yeah, yeah very very neat guy me and matt had a great experience with him at heroes con a couple of years back he's yeah. a cool dude
1: oh yeah for sure man you see his stuff on uh, um john wick
2: oh yeah those are the two pages i own <laughs> the, really john wick. oh
1: yeah
2: yeah awesome. i own i own some john wick pages but which is a good way of getting into your technique. Have you always been digital or have you, did you start traditional
1: and then move digital? I am still, I I am both.
2: You're both, Um, okay.
1: Yeah, I've learned, you know, I learned how to ink in school. And then I realized that you can do roughs very fast when you're working digitally. Mm. And then I just print that and, and pass that on to the traditional page. So I, I light box that into like my my 11 by 17 Bristol board on my comic, you know, because I still want that traditional inks on it. On other people's comic, I work completely digital. Okay.
2: I was wondering about that because I was looking at your Instagram and I saw some things were traditional, like I saw mm-hmm. some processes where you're inking, but I didn't know for sure if you were, if that was just like for a commission or something like that.
1: Yeah, and it's, yeah, exactly. And it, it's just to, it's like commissions, um, Uh, And then to sometimes to save time, I I work digitally. Uh, But, you know, people say that it doesn't, my style is still there. Like I have a very heavy hand, no matter if it's traditional or digital. So I think that's, that's a good thing. I I don't like to see like uh, when the, the digital starts blending in and messing up your style. So yeah, yeah, yeah
0: so this uh this story for the kickstarter is this a uh, idea that's sort of been in your mind for a while or is this a uh like a new idea or you, this yeah, something that you've been i'm sorry go ahead
1: yeah yeah it's it's been in there since like uh the first year of uh you know when i was in cuba doing animation class i drew like this this guy that had like an all white kind of like space ghost looking uh costume and and he had like a, a leather jacket you know and and I was like, oh, this looks cool. And then later, you know, I was like, you know, it looks cool because it looks like uh, Madman from Mike Alred. Yeah. And I was mm-hmm. like, oh, man, <laughs> like, somebody, somebody already created this. But <laughs> the, that, the thought of like having this hero, you know, that's like that's part that does parkour and he can teleport and he's like running through the, the favelas, you know, of Brazil that was implanted there and then later on it it kept on cementing cementing and and becoming more um, more alive in my head and then uh, I think a year ago that's when I started I really wrote the script I really started doing pages I you know I send the script back to some of my teachers for them to critique it and they got back to me and you know I was like oh wow my script sucks so I have to like how do I make it better and you know for me it, it was it was like watching um, the Incredibles too. Uh, that movie really taught me how to reshape my my script, you know, to make it more lively, to make it, you know, um, more entertaining and 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 fast the, the the pace that I wanted. And that's you know just rewatching movies too that that helped me.
2: Did you so when you were writing the story, were you mostly like developing it from a visual standpoint, or did you start writing down your ideas?
1: No, when, when I write, I just write the, the story itself, like okay. the, the, the bones, like beginning, middle, end. And then um, once I have that out of my head, then I can think, you know, do I need to add a scene there? Do I need to take out a scene? Does this scene tell me anything? Does it, you know, progress the story? Does it say anything about the character? If it doesn't, I can cut it out. So I kind of edit that way, the story. And then after that, I'm like, okay, what does my characters look like? What do I want them to look like? And I just feel it out, you know? Um, I think if I, do it, if I do it, you know, if I do it uh, visually, I-, I would never get it done because I, I would always get caught up in, like, the details. So I always do okay. one step at a time. So, like, I put the writer head on, then I put the artist head on, the designer head on, then I put the artist head on, you know? Um, yeah, just so I don't go crazy.
0: And with you being both the 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 artist and the writer and putting those hats on, um, do you feel like doing that thing where you do the beginning, the middle, and the end just sort of give you that starting point and then you're able to do scenes, you don't necessarily need to do something like like a full script that's like page one, panel one, like you're able to sort of um, write it and probably visualize it a little bit and then you know build from there?
1: Um, no, I've, I've heard people doing that and I wanted to do that. But, um, I actually had to sit down my editor, Al Rudia, he's another buddy that graduated with me, uh, from the school. Um, he sat me down and he's like, look, I know you have it in your head, but you need to write it down so I can, we can talk about it. So we, you know, so I actually had to go and write, you know, Page one, panel one, panel two, like the whole thing out, and I think it helped me. You know, it okay. became less of a of a big thing. Um, it helped me with edits. If I needed to edit something out, it's written there. You know, um, uh, but I, you know, I, I I'm I'm attracted to the Marvel method. You know, of just okay. like having a paragraph and making the whole you know uh, comic out of that. I don't know if I can do that. Not yet, at least.
2: I was about to ask about that same question. If you had you Marvel method yourself, um, cause that's, that's an intense way of making a comic, but at the same time, it makes sense if you're the artist and the writer to do it that way. But, yeah. 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 Did they teach you writing at Kubert school as well? Is that like a required course is that you have to have a script writing class?
1: It is. And it's, it's taught by, uh Michael Crager. He worked in the industry for a long time and it's like, it's in your third year, you know, and it's just one class, you know, you write a couple, you write scripts and um, at some point you write like a, a script and you, have, and you give it off to another student and they have to uh, uh, draw it, you know. So you really learn that how to explain action, you know, in your head, it sounds completely different than, you know, it puts you in the writer's shoe. Um, but they do, they have one class. And it, it, that's one of the teachers that I, after I wrote the script, I kept sending it to him and he was so gracious with his time in getting back to me and, you know, and, and just, you know, yeah, there's a bunch of misspelled stuff here. It, it's good or it's bad. You know, he wouldn't, he wouldn't tell me too much about it because he didn't want to influence me. Um, but, but yeah, Michael Krager, he's, he's, he's a good dude too.
2: You have something that not a lot of independent Kickstarters have, and that's an editor. Yeah. Was that important to you going into this to have someone looking at your script?
1: Oh yeah, for sure. And I, I name him as an editor, but it's you know I take critique from everybody. Like the first right. one is my wife. You know she reads the script, and then if she's she's quiet, I know it's bad. You know, <laughs> or you know if she's like, well, I could kind of you know I was like, okay, need some edits, and then she's like, wow, this is good. And I'm like, okay, I'm there. Okay. So I I have her, you know, I I sent to my teacher. Um, Elle is just uh, like my editor really helped me from like stage one, from like the, from after I wrote it, from uh, helping me design the panel layouts, which is like something I thought I was really, I wasn't uh, good at, you know, for some reason. Uh, And then he kind of like shaped some panels. I'm like, oh, that looks good, you know to talking to me about the overall story, you know, like finishing the story before I started. So I have it in my head. So I have a, a way to go. Uh, even if I stray out of the path, I know where we're going. So having an editor is like, you know, really, really good. And um, if, we, if we, you know, get to fund uh, issue two, I'm gonna have to like, ask for a little more money, you know, to, to help pay for Al for, for as well. That's awesome.
0: Yeah. So so do you have like a, like a end point or a point where you, you're going to like uh, take the series to like five issues, six issues. Cause I know you mentioned issue two here recently.
1: Yeah. So it's, I think we have like, um, story arcs. Mm-hmm. So I think the first arc is like four to five issues, um, if not if not more, I haven't planned that out yet, but I do have the story planned out. I haven't planned out how many issues it's going to take to to do the first arc. Um, but yeah, I definitely see it going a little more. you know. I've heard that some, some people are doing like the um, I think like it's like TKO or RKO yeah. comics. they're doing like the first issue, it's almost like TV where you see the uh, the pilot. And if you like it you can kind of stream the whole show i think they're doing that where they they release the first issue and then if you like that then you can buy the the arc or the uh the rest of the uh you know all the comics together you don't have to do single issues and i thought that was that was interesting you know it's kind of a little uh light ways you know light years from from where i'm i want to you know what i can do but I wonder, if, you know, I was gonna ask you guys if you if you knew anything about that, if you if you think that's like a, a cool way to go, or if you you know if you've been following that at all.
2: I think we both have opinions about it because we're both. I'm not as big of a collector as Matt is, but Chikyo's business model seems to be good for both the collector and the reader. Mm-hmm. You know, the guy who just gets comics to read them, and then also mm-hmm. the comic collector. So yeah. something that you're doing is something that collectors want where it's like one issue at a time, they like to have that physical issue. yeah. And I'm like 50-50, where I like having that physical issue. I like having you sign it, because it's also easier to transport one issue at a time. Yeah. Um, but TQL is really smart. They have the trade, and then they also have, you can buy sets where it's all the issues in single issues. So yeah. you can, they release it all at once. But yeah, it's just, it's sort of, it's a smart business model there, where like the collectors are happy, and then the trade reader's happy. But I don't know. What did you think about it, Matt?
0: Yeah, it's it's definitely interesting. It it gives you the option to uh, purchase in multiple formats all at the same time. I know f- for myself, like a lot of like image books, like I'll dabble with the number one and be like, you know, I'm really into this. But like, I just don't want to be into it like once every f- one issue every 5 months and I'll just yeah. wait for for that yeah. trade to come out so yeah. uh, there's a little bit of uh, there's a little bit of that there so I could see why that's that's appealing to some people
2: yeah but at the same time it's always cool to see a book like yours come out where it's got like at least from what I've seen there's a lot of action packed into that first issue to grab people yeah and, and was that important to you going into this was just to have that like
1: hook Oh, oh yeah. That's where like the editing, the story came in. You know, like I tell, I tell myself one of the biggest sin that I can do is bore you guys. Yeah, it's bore the reader because you're holding a piece of paper. You know, there's nothing more again. You know, with television, at least you have the lights, you have people walking, it, you have movement. You're holding a piece of paper, so if I bore you, that's like the biggest sin that I can commit. You know. Mm-hmm. Um, So I had to like re-edit and like, how do I make this this go faster how to make it go faster you know uh but still in uh, show information still you have some of the story there where the reader is you know i'm informing you i'm telling you information but not make it not seem like it's information i don't know if you guys are writers or if any of you guys ever wrote a comic book script but it's really freaking hard
2: yeah matt's the writer i'm the artist
1: yeah that's yeah. awesome
2: yeah it's yeah.
1: harder than it's harder than like a normal uh, uh film script you know because the way you're breaking action, right, Matt?
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's always sort of tricky to 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 balance that uh, show don't tell rule, where like you know, it's it, it could be very easy to just have like the the villain uh, doing that sort of James Bond monologue, you know, telling you all the reasons, but like in a comic, you, you don't want to, you don't want to do, you don't want to do that, but you can, you can play with a little bit of the dialogue, giving some clues, but you really want to, you really want to show a lot of the stuff. So, you know, people, uh, you know, Bendis is is a great comic book writer and he can do it really well, but he does have a lot of, you know, Avengers books where it's just folks sitting around uh, you know, the <laughs> breakfast table talking about, you know, what they're gonna go out and do that day so
1: yeah it's much more exciting
0: to see them go out and do it
1: exactly and he he has like great dialogues you know but sometimes when you run into one of those pages where it's just full of like war balloons you're just like oh man yeah and uh yeah Mm
2: -hmm. i was gonna say i was gonna compliment you on your art style Oh, thank you and um but one of the things i really like about it is that sort of to go along with that cool grab you and also going back to what Matt said about like image comics, your style sort of reminds me of, in a good way, like Jim Lee, Todd McFarlane, like 90s, like how cool everything looks and uh, how everything sort of like blasts from the pages and it's all saturated and full of life. Um, It reminds me of those early image books, I guess like Eric Larson's Savage Dragon and stuff. Was that an inspiration for
1: you? Yeah, man, that's, you know... Yeah, I, I'm getting like goosebumps. You, you're telling me that—that's you know—that's why I got into comics. Is—is is, you know, Todd McFarlane, you know, it, you know, reading Spawn and how those pages kind of popped out of me, you know, and I was like, I don't know, I was a teenager. I was like, this is what I want to do. I want to put life into panels and and make it, you know, come out this way. But uh. uh yeah they they were really an inspiration to me because it was like fun you know comic books were, were fun they were mm-hmm. action-packed uh, but it's not just that you know nowadays you can't just have that you know you gotta you gotta say something and as you should you gotta you have something you know you gotta say something in your story um that's gonna reach out to the reader but i think the dynamic and the the, the thing that pops out is is partially you know um my colorist, Chris Pugliese, who's another Kubert um, School um, alum um, graduate, and he's, he's a, a comic book artist as well as a colorist, you know, so he, he does things where it really helps to tell the story, you know, like I have, I have this scene where um, the villain has the, the classic thing where he has somebody, you know, kept, you know, in this dungeon and he's, he's being filmed and behind him, I drew like this curtain, you know? And I just really, I don't know why I drew a curtain. It was just a curtain, I think, I, in my head, I wanted him to like hide where he was hiding so people didn't know. Um, and then Chris, he looked at it, he was coloring. he's like, what's the curtain? You know, he's like, I'm not, I'm not sure, he just has it there. And Chris is like, what is he talking about? And I was like, oh, I think his village burned down when, and by the government, and he, he wants revenge. So Chris straight up used the curtain as like a, a green curtain, like a green screen and oh. projected some fire right behind oh. him. And I was like, Jesus Christ, man. <laughs> I was, I was like, <laughs> it's like a, a stronger genius. I am like, you're, you're incredible. And he's, cool. like, and he's just helping tell the story, you know. It's just helping, uh, you know, make a dynamic, make people understand. And it's just those subtle things that he does, it just makes me like, oh. I'm so glad that we're funded because I I can pay him forever. That's awesome. Just throw money at him. <laughs> make it rain.
0: <laughs> so it seems like you have a lot of uh, good resources, the the connections you've you've made at the at the Cubert School. Uh, did the uh, who's did you have bring somebody into Letter the book as well?
1: I I did, but the person that I brought into Letter was is my wife. Oh, okay. So that that's the best resource cuz it's free.
0: Yeah. <laughs> and does that give you a, does that give you a uh, does that give you with the with the with the being so close to, to home maybe is that does that give you a, a chance one last chance to maybe punch up the dialogue in that 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 lettering stage where you can sure. you can you can see the you can see the actual words being typed and you go hey that might not yep. work so much let me let me try this.
1: For sure, man. Yeah, because she'll be, you know, she'll be lettering right next to me. And I'm looking at there. I'm like, H- hold on. Pause on that panel. Let me rewrite it. You know, and I'm like, OK, do it. Do it this way. You know, I've done that so many times. And she's like, oh, OK. <laughs> nice. Oh, wow. That's yeah.
0: that's, that's, that's awesome. Uh, that's yeah. an awesome. Uh, that's an awesome resource to have. I mean, she she pushed you into uh, into your to your dream of the Cubert School. And now she's here. Yeah. These, these years later being that uh, one of those final touches on the book before it uh, goes out the, you know, goes out the, the door for, for folks to see.
1: For sure, man. Oh, yeah. She, she yeah, she does a lot, you know. She's, uh, especially in the campaign and the Kickstarter, she, did, she does a lot of research, you know. She does, like, whenever I do cons, she's the one that, like, does the information. Wow. I'm really just like some guy in a room that draws. You know? <laughs> like, everything outside of this world this office is is really controlled by her that's you know? great that's so <laughs> yeah. cool yeah um How about I you guys a... are you guys married or
2: oh yeah. I, yeah we have similar relationships with our wives right on yeah yeah um mine is very supportive she wants she's an aspiring comic book writer and just a writer in herself but she's really talented
0: Nice. In my, and mine wants me to stop talking about comics so. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she gets us all the connections
2: that emily true. does yeah. yeah emily's the emily's our networking genius
0: woman yeah yeah,
1: yeah. so that's all I, that's what I, heard. I that's what i kept hearing in the school is like make sure you marry somebody that's understanding you know yeah. like, understand this world you know i was like okay yeah yeah it is rough yeah.
0: So, um, are there any other, uh, genres that you'd like to tackle in, in comics? Uh, I know that like superheroes is, is, uh, is a early, you know, love for a lot of us who, who sit down to, to read our first book as a kid, but is there anything else you'd like to do?
1: Yeah, I have, I have, uh, a couple of stories in crime. Um, like I have like this, uh, this gang story in my head that's been there for a couple of years i have like this um this professional uh hit woman that's um she she looks like my wife (laughs) she she wears she wears all black and you know it's literally my wife and she's like (laughs) she's she's a killer and um so i have those stories i have like a a kid story in my head also so it's not yeah so it's not just the, the the superhero um genre but you know sci-fi you know i have like this this story that's in my head for like seven years i think before the angel uh this story was in my head it's still in there you know and and um and i'm just kind of like shaping it you know year after year and you know so yeah short answer yeah
0: do do you do you keep notes or is everything uh sort of percolating in the
1: head i have um i think like a couple of years ago i bought a couple of um those notebooks uh, mm-hmm. that that kind of fold, and they each have a different color, and I title them the the name of whatever story that I'm gonna be working on on that notebook, you know, right on the title. Oh, so cool. if I ever get a an idea, I go to that specific notebook and write it there instead of keeping like uh, you know, like shit like this.
2: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's really great. That's a cool way of keeping organized. I need to look into something like that. Yeah. Yeah. That's really cool. And I I wanted to circle back on something, uh, that you said earlier about, you know, the, the story has to look cool. It's got to feel cool, but it also has to mean something. And, uh, what does this story personally mean to you, um, Angel of Sad Hill?
1: Well, it's, you know, I'll, I'll tell you what really shaped the story, uh, to where it is now. Um, it was like a story. You can Google this video. It's a it's a homeless guy who, who kind of saved a woman who's being uh, held uh, at gunpoint in the in the front of a cathedral in Brazil, and you know they were surrounded by cops. And this guy just kind of he's homeless. You know he just storms in and he tackles the the guy with the gun. The woman gets away and the police just kind of shoot both of them. You know uh. and takes them both out. And the guy is on, on the door of the cathedral. He's bleeding out. His blood is on the steps. And it's just like drenched with symbolism. And I was I was still shaping the story at that time. And I was like, wow, you know, I I, okay, you know, so that that kind of made it in there. Um, So I did some research, you know, into the guy. And and apparently he, you know, he was uh, an alcoholic and and his life kind of took a turn for the worse when one of his son died in a shootout. So it's it's just like holy God, you know, it's like how do you go from that? How do you have that life and still manage to be a hero? You know, so that's that's kind of the question that I I'm raising and, and or try to raise, you know, if I do a good job, um uh and, and how do you how do you deal with that? How do you go from that mentality to to where you're you're a hero, where somebody, you know, looks up to you and, and stuff like that. So Wow, I think that's that. That's what I'm I'm trying to to put into it. Yeah, that's heavy and that's really good. I mean, I I was already
2: sold, but that sold me even more. So that's that's beautiful. That's really Absolutely. nice.
1: Yeah, that's
0: that's yeah. great. It's 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 difficult to um you know to make compelling characters, and a lot of times you when you you're you're making a character, it's it's you know the 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 flawed the flawed hero is is you know somebody that we can all sort of yeah. Get behind and, and 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 cheer for. So that 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 sounds awesome. Um, so I think this is probably going to wrap it up. Noah, do you have any uh, final questions before we do the the calls to action?
2: I have a lot, but I hope we can bring you back on so I can ask the rest of them for the next. Hey, couple sure, of man. And I'll be on time next time.
0: No, <laughs> no, no, no worries. <laughs> awesome. Um, so, uh, Peterson, why don't you let people know where they can find you online and, uh, you know, call out the, uh, the, the Kickstarter one last time. I know we're, we're, we're working on stretch goals now, right?
1: Yes. We're working on stretch goals right now. We have, uh, five days to go and, uh, we really, we're trying to get like, uh, we we're going to do like a poster, like a normal poster, but now with the stretch goals, we're going to like actually do a double page spread of that nice. poster and, uh, try to get like, uh, two vinyl stickers, uh, different vinyl stickers of the character, uh, you know, to everybody. Uh, I think the, the details are in, in Kickstarter, uh, The Angel of Sad Hill. Mm-hmm. So if you go there, you can, you can check that out. You can still be a part of it. Um, you can find my art on Tap underscore art on Instagram. You can follow that for all my commission work and, and what I'm doing um, in the art world. And also The Angel of Sad Hill. Uh, on kickstarter and that's just for the comic itself so you can see like my latest inked pages um um you know everything that i'm doing with the angel and and all that good stuff
0: awesome well we're definitely going to have links to all of that in the the show notes so people can give you a follow check out this this comic and uh help uh help push us even further and further towards those stretch goals um well, thanks again for for being on. Um, if anybody uh, could give us a rating and review on whatever podcasting service you use, we'd really appreciate it. If you'd like to follow the podcast, we are on Twitter at ConstructComPod. We are on Instagram at Constructing Comics, Facebook and YouTube, Constructing Comics. Um, and we'll have links to it to our social media as well in the show notes. So I'd like to thank everybody for listening uh, for listening, and encourage people to make some comics, and we'll be back with a, another episode very soon.